What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Los Wise Guys podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Rudy Cardona, accompanied by the architect, Eslam. How you doing, Eslam? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm a little sad. You know, Dan's dead. Dan's gone this week. Again. Uh, Jesus. You didn't you didn't hear about it. Let me tell you about it. Uh, he was he was where giraffes are. If I say the wrong area, you're just going to correct me. So he was where the giraffes live. The Savannah they roam, in Africa. It, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in Savannah. Uh, he loves Savannah. And he was there and he got too close and he didn't realize that giraffes have to come down to drink water. Yeah. He thought yeah. for some reason, I guess it was my fault. He thought that they drink the water from the tree leaves in the trees <laughs> and it came down. That's a lot and of headbutted them. big ass giraffe. Yep. yep. He got leaves. too close. He was, he was mesmerized by the yellow and brown and it came down, headbutted him in the head and he's gone. Also, it wasn't Stevie Wonder this time. No, no, Stevie, Stevie. I don't know what the fuck Stevie's doing nowadays. He's on tour, uh, singing his favorite songs, Ophelia. I don't even know that's one of his songs, but it should be. It should be. <laughs> oh man! If you if you're new to the show, uh, Dan Eslam and I get together every week to pretty much talk about anything that's going on in our lives, the world, or pretty much whatever the fuck we want to. Um, this week, I wanted to talk about something interesting. Go, go ahead, Eslam. Before we do that, um, we just want to apologize because the last couple of weeks we haven't put up any episodes. The reason for that is is now we're recording online and uh, we haven't been able to get a good situation going. So we've been figuring it out. I think we got it figured out now and uh, hopefully we'll be steady soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for all of you, this episode's being recorded. What the hell is today? The 23rd? Uh, yes. Yeah, so the Merry 22nd. Christmas. Yeah. Yes, Merry um, Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah still goes on, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. People still celebrate Hanukkah. Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you do, enjoy it with your family and friends. Uh, especially Dan. Yeah, because we know he loves the holidays. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That motherfucker. <laughs> um, pretty much uh, what I wanted to talk about, because like, it was kind of weird. You know, I've been I've been doing this thing lately. It's called jerking off. No, I'm just <laughs> So I've been doing this. I've been doing this thing lately where I kind of just go on YouTube and I, I think of, I see a topic and I kind of stay focused on the topic for like the whole week. Um, one of the weeks I was focused on, uh, Elon Musk and technology. Uh, this previous week I was focused on Jay-Z and his legacy. Um, I think another week I was looking at, uh, at Tupac and, and like his history. So there's like, I, I kind of pick a different thing each week that kind of like gets me drawn in and I kind of stay focused on it throughout the thing. Cause I'm not a big Jay-Z fan. So I, but the funny thing is like, I, I kind of tell myself like, I'm like, I'm not a big Jay-Z fan. I don't really like what's going on with Jay-Z and this and that. You know, maybe he's in the Illuminati, whatever the fuck people want to talk about. But then I realized that after looking at a bunch of the songs that he's come out with, I actually like a lot of his songs. But I always thought that he was kind of just featured on them. But anyway, this topic this week is all about uh, Elon Musk's revolutionaries and, you know, leaders of the future. Um, I kind of got stuck on this idea just because I was really interested in just uh, a Tesla. I really want to get Tesla as my next car. Uh, Josh is always bad mouthing him. Josh is always just like, why do you want to do that? The resale value on them is trash. Like you can have them drive for like 50, for 5,000 miles and try to resell it and lose like 50% of the value. And I'm like, I'm like the whole point of that is because I don't ever plan on selling this car. Like you got to understand when you're buying that car, you're doing it with the intention that you can just replace the battery and keep on driving the car in reality. You know I mean? You might have to replace parts over time, but you're paying a price and the back of your mind, you're thinking yeah. to yourself, okay, I got to either save 5000 or or add it on to the value of the car, whatever it is, to keep that car and keep that car, you know, continuously going. 
Um, recently, Tesla came out with this a whole, uh, I think it's like 18 wheeler, a pickup truck where they're like automatic and electronic as well. I think the distance they travel like 500 miles on a charge, yeah, yeah, something that. like that. Um, I forget which company it was, but I think a company in Canada actually ordered like okay. 20 of them. So like they, so companies are already starting to get uh on this trend of nice. Also, the thing with the mm-hmm. those electric mm-hmm. trucks, they uh they reach top speeds faster than regular trucks. Um, yeah. those regular uh, I th- I'm pretty sure they're diesel engines. Um, they take a lot to rev up to start going faster. Um, and these trucks mm-hmm. and these electric ones are um, a lot smoother in doing that in, in acceleration. Um, another thing about the Tesla cars, um, I was in Boston in the summer, visited for like a day. And uh, we went to a mall and they had a like a Tesla shop. And we were able to get in mm-hmm. and um, sit in some of the Tesla cars and stuff like that. They're very beautiful cars. Uh, very well designed. Very tight on the inside yeah, there's not a sense. lot of it's not roomy like regular cars and i don't understand why because they look like they're the same size as every other car but there's not a lot of leg room in the back and then and the front is very trunk tight. space i think they have like a lot of trunk space it's right? very weird i don't get how that happened exactly that's really but, weird well, well well the front and the back are both trunks yeah, yeah. so i would have I would have kind of like I, I get it for the aesthetic purpose of the eye because you're used to seeing cars like that um, with a longer front because it houses the engine. But I would have made yeah, it course. a little smaller in the front and made the inside a little bit more roomier. Um, but it's I don't know, like I got into it. My other friends got into it and it was just very it's it's tight, you know. So but other than that, it's a very beautiful car. Um, there's a big screen on the inside. It's like a tablet type um, of thing, right? Like a touch screen screen. Um, like a very big LED screen. Very nice. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. And you can do a lot with it. Like everything in the car is electronic. Um, controlling everything. Uh, there's yeah, a lot I mean, of controls that's the, that's the thing. I mean, they're starting to make they're it so that they're nice more cars. affordable. Very um, expensive. When too. I saw the eight, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like the new. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah, yeah, that's like not what I'm talking about. The new Roadster. It's 200K. Like, that's a house. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I know what you well, I mean, uh, but, Like, that's ridiculous. If you for can. A car, $200,000, that's madness. Yeah. I mean, they know They know that the I market value yeah, is not there. Like they know Lamborghini the average consumer is going to take a lower, shits, but, uh, lower price point. But you still want to cater to a market just for people who have the money to spend. Um, also, whether or not they just want to do it to flaunt it. Like, shit, why not? Why not sell a car for 250000 I mean, when. You know, if there's someone who's going to spend the money, let them spend the money. But I mean, yeah, I mean, the 18 wheeler to me is the most yeah, exactly. so you far so innovative to me just because you have people that work those jobs. Let's say you're doing a 500 mile, you know, on each charge or whatnot. You can now not have to work like because of the technology for autopiloting on those cars. I, I feel like now you're at a point where you can actually get things delivered faster. Because you don't have to take the time to fall asleep on the side of the road and chill and let your car rest while you're resting. In reality, you could like make sure you got enough mileage on the car, and if you're trustworthy enough, fall asleep in the in the in the 18 wheeler while it continues to go on the road trip. So I mean, that's yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I yeah, would definitely yeah, yeah. trust it, but Not like those Alaskan like, fucking 18 wheelers, um, like driving straight, around stretches of mountain highway. trails and shit. You know what I mean? It's not- 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if it's like getting off an exit or whatnot, I would rather do that myself. But like on long stretches of highways where you're going like a hundred miles, like just straight down like Route 80 because you're going somewhere, I'd rather like I c- mm-hmm. I'll put that on autopilot and on like kind of like rest or doze off or something, and then have an alarm set for when it's coming to take my exit yeah, and go into town I mean, and you stuff could, like that. That'd be That's cool. I mean, I don't know how the, I like, I don't know the details the of the truck itself, but I know it'd be pretty cool if you set an alarm for every time you cross, you cross the state or you get a notification every time you cross the state or whatnot. So that'd be pretty cool. But the whole reason of talking about Elon yeah. is just, just like this type of talk right now, you know, this innovation that he's kind of been going through and he always seems to be pushing the boundaries. And it's funny because you're starting to see a common trend the same way we did throughout history where it's like, Elon's kind of making the curve and changing things and showing people it's a lot easier to get things done than they think it is. And, you know, people call him crazy. They call him stupid. They say that he can't get it done. And all you have to do is show him that you can get it done. Yeah. And he's and he's proved that he can do it multiple times with SpaceX, with PayPal and all his other companies. Now he's doing a new company um, that recently came out. Um, one second, let me get the name. Uh, is that the one? I think that's the one where he does like long stretch of highways underneath the solar underneath. city. No, no. Is that the Australian thing? He's got a, he's got an Australian project and he's got another idea that he's talking about in LA where um, he wants to do, uh, like long stretches of highway underneath the streets. Um, no, SolarCity is an energy service. Um, it markets like solar panels. He okay. they designed a new uh, uh, roof shingles that are solar panels, and you can you can shingle your roof with these solar panels. Yeah, and nice. then I they mean, can just I was watching a documentary where he was talking energy. about he he did the solar panels on the roof, and he sh- and he shows the the Tesla battery that they have on the side of the the house, and it literally looks like a giant battery pack attached to your house, but. It was in Australia mm-hmm. and like a town completely lost all its power except for this one house that had the battery. And everyone's kind of looking at them like, like, what the fuck is going on? Do we have our power back? Like, what's happening? And it was literally because of that Tesla battery that they were able to do it. But they were like on a trial basis where they kind of just got, you know, they put in the information. They got lucky and they were actually having their house, you know, supplied with the energy. Um, and that's one of the projects he's actually working on right now where it's like in Australia. Nice. Had like a big energy crisis. And he's like making one of, I think, I don't know if he's making his like a gigafactory or some form of it in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Gigafactory. Yeah. I would just, I just read that right now. Tesla gigafactory too. Yeah. So pretty Um, much what that factory does, like it, it not only does supply uh, power to the, the areas nearby, but it also is the point of the gigafactory is to continuously make uh Re- reusable energy and reusable batteries so that the cost of them actually keeps going down and down and down the more that he can generate. Um, so he kind of worked out a deal. I forget what the name of the city is, but he worked out a deal with them where he can like create the factory and it will supply energy to the neighboring city. And it was pretty funny because, I mean, he talks about it like it's nothing. He talks about it. So like, it makes no sense why they wouldn't have this already. You know what I mean? He's like, he looks at the geographical mapping of Af- of Australia and he's like, it's perfect for solar winds. It's perfect for, you know, the sun and everything like that. And he's like, he doesn't understand why the government's being oh, so yeah, harsh yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. Like most of the cities in Australia are all on the coast because the, the inner parts of Australia are desert. It's very hot. 
uh, it's very hard to live in those areas. So those areas can be used as uh, for mm-hmm. solar uh, energy um, collection and storage. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, that was the thing. Like, it was just crazy because it's you know funny because I mean? he, he um, talked about it in an interview and he just didn't understand how how harsh the the like the electrical problems they have there or whatnot. And he explains the whole situation. And then you see like a political campaign where like government officials are just talking about how like this project will never work and how he's just a fluke and it's just not going to happen. And it's just so funny because it's either I don't understand what they have to gain from a political standpoint, but it's like it's kind of crazy just knocking the guy down so far. But that's because it's um, it's all lobbyists. Um, paying these political guys to speak against mm-hmm. them because it hurts their business, their type of energy um, that they're supplying. So when Elon Musk brings in this new type of energy, it's going to put these other companies out of business. And they're the ones who are paying um, these politicians mm-hmm. to speak out against them. That's usually what happens everywhere, um, even in the U.S. That's that's how net neutrality happened because... Um, government officials were being lobbied by the big internet companies because they wanted net neutrality mm-hmm. gone because that benefits them because they can start charging more. The one thing that I find funny like is Google, um, Netflix and stuff. You like know, that. one of the biggest one of the biggest juggernauts in the world right now is the gas company, the oil companies. So obviously, to them, Elon and Tesla are a complete threat. Like that's a huge issue for them. But the funny thing is, I feel like in his mind, he's already won because all you have to do, all you really have to do is prove a concept, just prove that these cars not only run better, look the same or look better and are more uh, like efficient than actual gasoline cars. Once you've already broken that mold and actually just shown an example, shown that it works well and show like show that people like it. I feel like you changed the game right there. Like, yeah, gas companies and oil companies will actually like, in my opinion, they're going to like. They're going to use oil and gas as long as possible, get as much money as possible until it's official that it's just like, okay, let's ease our way into the electric market. Let's slightly make electric cars. And now that until they lose a huge market share and then once they lose a huge market share, yeah, then it's just going to be like, okay, now we really have to change our, our plan. So it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's why they started introducing hybrid cars to get people kind of used to the concept of charging your vehicles or starting the infrastructure for charging a vehicle you know um mm-hmm. uh, so hybrid cars are half electric half gas and you charge them and then they kind of just use both to um run longer so uh i know someone who had yeah. a hybrid car and they're like i feel gas like every month because that's how long it lasts you know what i mean and that's great and everything but at a certain point, we're going to run out of fossil fuels. Um, and uh, yeah, you were right. Elon Musk proven the point that you can make these cars. Now, uh, the one factor that will literally um, destroy oil mm-hmm. companies is battery technology. If he can come up or make a battery technology that can hold massive amounts of energy for long periods of time um then he's golden because our current battery technologies now for everything is not um as good as it's supposed to be like the law of technology says like technology will get faster uh Mm -hmm. get smaller exponentially every year right 
the only thing that doesn't follow that um, equation are batteries. We haven't been able mm-hmm. to make batteries catch up to our technology. And I think that's one of the reasons why our technology I mean, hasn't moved as fast as it could be. You know what I mean? Like we could have had supercomputers as phones by now. No, but you're right. We just I mean, I think one of the things the is like lithium ions are, are are very similar to like uh, coal or ga- or oil or whatnot. You know, they, they still have to be mined to get that uh, material to make these batteries. So I think it's really going to make a huge change when you actually have well, – maybe when someone yeah. genetically engineers something on the same type of level because that's the only way you're going to be able to really do something because otherwise we're still pulling from, you know – whatever reservoirs we have in the world to really get those materials. Yeah, I think we're going to have to move into like um, a biological solar powered battery. And what I mean by that is to use to make energy Mm -hmm. or use energy the way the cells in your body do, because there's a powerhouse in each one of your cells that supplies the energy, the mitochondria, I think it's called. And if we can replicate that into batteries and then use the sun as a catalyst to create energy or uh, store energy that way, I think it could work very well for us. Um, I'm sure somebody has already thought of that and they're probably testing it, whether they made it or not and are hiding it because it's Mm -hmm. just they can make money other ways for now. You know what I mean? And then come up with that product when we're in need and charge it. No, you're right. Like I mean, it's like that's what that's what that's I'm saying. Though. Like that's works, you know? to me, everyone everyone's looking at Elon and looking at his mission to Mars and all this other other type of stuff as like, okay, he's leading the the future. But in reality, to me, I just feel like he's changing it. All you have to do is have an idea, and I'm starting to realize that all you have to do is have an idea idea that's innovative enough that shows the the mass market that a, a percentage of the people like it. And will disrupt the market. I mean, that's the same thing they have with iPhones and Steve Jobs. Everybody was had bla- everybody had Blackberries or 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 Palm Pilots yeah. or whatever it is, and he made the iPhone. And even though it was just on AT and T, it it broke the market so much that it kind of just innovated it, and everyone had to follow suit afterwards. So I mean, honestly, that's what just what it seems like that has to do the same thing, whether it be with fossil fuels or reusable energies or whatever it is. Um, one uh, one other one of uh, Elon's ideas that I thought was really really cool. I mean, it's gonna. I think this one would take a little bit more time and definitely a lot, lot more money. Is he wants to do these under underground highways in L.A. He talks about how bad the traffic is in L.A. and pretty much what his idea is: if you have to go long distances, like really really long distances, you you're driving and you pull into like what is like a parking spot, and it actually is like an elevator that takes your car down onto a super highway where you're traveling like a uh, 80 or 90 miles an hour and they're tracks they're like railroad tracks so the platform exactly the hyperloop so the so the platform yeah, the that you're on kind of launches you onto this you know these speed highways and you're obviously never getting into well allegedly you're never getting into an accident because everything's moving as a cohesive unit nothing's actually moving individually you know all the pieces are kind of moving and and it takes you you're going fast one you're saving gasoline or whatever kind of energy you're using for your car and you're freeing up the traffic on the roads you know what i mean so it's like ideas like that but i feel like that one's a little bit harder to do because you know land is one of the hardest things to pay for, like the most expensive things to pay for you have to get certain codes you have to get certain like governments or, or states to agree to these things and it's a lot more hoops to jump through you know what i mean so it's like it's I mean, it's, it yeah. sounds like a really cool idea, though. Like, I'd love to see something like that for New York, because I honestly I, I keep saying it 
that I feel like cars in New York should be limited to Ubers, uh, Ubers, uh, taxis and buses, and then just bikes and things like that to just keep the flow of traffic just at bay and constantly going. Um, I don't know how you would go about it as far as going from this, like going externally into the city, maybe like in Jersey City or wherever it is that you're going in from. They just have lots of parking decks and then everybody kind of just flows into the city through, you know, mass transit. Um, But I don't know. I just feel like that'd be a lot better because there's a huge amount of traffic that comes along. And if you just limit the number of cars in the street, you won't have that many, you know, that much of an issue. Um, You can't really limit the number of cars in the street other than um, changing the infrastructure of how and and changing Mm -hmm. the way people will live right so you have to propose a new way for people to live that is comfortable for them to do that for them to be like okay most people Mm -hmm. already don't have a car in the city right um but some people do and then there's people that come in uh to work uh driving uh into the city um because they have to right because taking um uh, public transit would just be yeah. three hours longer than just driving, right? So you would have to fix a lot of these problems of managing ways from getting getting into a city like New York um, to be able to get rid of the, the everyday consumer's car and everyday worker's car. Um, but I myself, like I drive uh, to the train station, take the train into the city, mm-hmm. and then take the train back and drive home. Because it's easier for me than driving into the city. Less traffic. Um, I don't have to deal with the tolls and everything like that. And that's one thing that's going to get hurt as well is tolls when you start well, taking think, the consumer cars away. I think that's away, the thing, though. Right? Once, you, once you take the consumer cars away and you make it that you know public transportation is mandatory, I think you can actually at that point you can uh, have the ability to lower the value because then your 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 customer base increases, which means that you don't have to charge as much. So I think that's where the switch would be. I mean, the go- that's another thing that comes with government officials, though, is because government officials want to try and take as much money out of you as possible. But if you limit the amount of cars in the street, let's say yeah. that we only get, you know, 10 people to take uh, taxis per day and then we limit every other car that actually just takes a normal car and then and then you make you kind of push them into the direction of taxis and taxis as well you can actually i think l- like lower the price of each individual ride because more and more people are doing it so i feel like that's where the counterbalance is i mean yes but at the same time you got to the cost of these things also is um directly regulated mm-hmm. by the cost of living right because I'm not gonna sit there and work twelve hours a day, making same thing like Uber, right? Because Uber riders, like Uber X, is mm-hmm. like minimum is five dollars a ride, right? And you have to work like a lot of hours and do a lot of rides just to make mm-hmm. a decent amount of money. Um, that's where it starts hurting people, right? So with everything is like interconnected in a way that when you change one thing, it affects everything else. And you kind of have to find a way to like simultaneously change everything at the same time for an easier transition or or change something and then the others uh, and other changes directly right after for a better transition into the new style mm-hmm. and 
of what you're yeah, trying I mean, to do. It's just, you know, it's the one thing that I find that I, I'm always trying to keep an eye out ever since I started like looking into Elon was just innovation in general. You know, it's those, it's those people that want to take that step to make the change. I mean, Elon talks about, you know, like they ask him all the time, what motivates you? What motivates you to constantly keep making these changes to do SpaceX or Tesla or whatever it is? And he's like, and it's funny, his ideas, I mean, his reaction is just so simple. And it's just as simple as saying, I'm terrified for a world in which we're not constantly evolving. We're not constantly changing and innovating. And I think that's hilarious because that is literally just the foundation of what we've been doing our entire lives. You know what I mean? Like every major change that's happened is because of evolution. And, he, and he's kind of right. Well, except for the boom in technology that kind of happened from the 90s to about 2010, like it's kind of been at a steady pace after that. You know what I mean? Like the last seven years hasn't been anything crazy. Yeah. I mean, we've seen jumps in smartphones. We've seen differences in phone and cars and whatnot. But the techno- technological advancements has kind of cut to a standstill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of plateaued. I mean, it's just interesting. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I, try, I try to think about what's the market in the future that actually would be the next thing that people try to change. I mean, it really does kind of go like Elon's focus right now is kind of like, you know, the biggest problems we have are sustainable energy and and the kind of fact that we're killing our own planet and whatnot. So he looks at what the big problems are and tries to focus on that, you know. So it's kind of interesting to think where we'll go in the future, because at a certain point, I think the iPhone came out originally in 2007. So there was like a aside from the regular boom in technology, there was kind of a boom for app development. And I feel like even that is kind of hitting a standstill because it's like, what else can we really do? You're starting to see more of innovations where it's kind of combining this app's idea with that app's idea and making one like super app that just takes, you know, ideas from different apps to do something. So I'm not sure where the future lies, though. I'm not really sure where we're going to change. But it's like I said, it takes people like Elon to just make the innovation to give people the idea to change something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I definitely understand. Yeah, Elon is like a combination of Wozniak and Steve Jobs. You know, he has both the the vision and the know how mm-hmm. to create it. You know, so it's it's uh we haven't seen somebody. Yeah. And like I mean, that it's it's just funny though because then you see, I, I think that's why I like it so much because you're right. Last person we really saw like that was probably Steve Jobs. And I mean, we see how his how Apple's been ever since his death and and his passing and whatnot, and it's the innovation that has actually changed. You know, it's, it's just so funny to me though. Cause it's like, how many people, how can you have a company with so many people in it that have how no one has the ideas for innovations. No one has the ideas that are so life changing. It's not that they don't have the ideas for innovations is that Steve jobs had a way of looking at things uh, and how to use other people's ideas and, and integrate them into something very useful and very unique, mm-hmm. right? Like they did like the mouse was invented. Um, like a computer mouse was already invented. And nobody thought to combine that with the interface of a computer to mm-hmm. be able to use a mouse until yep. Steve Jobs did it, right? Like he innovated a lot of things. Like he saw a lot of technologies kind of just like laying around. And he saw the potential and how to be able to integrate them into everyday life. And um, that's something special within itself. That's very hard to do. Um, so, you know, uh, I think Elon is kind of like a step ahead of everybody where he kind of sees where the future is going. But he's trying to give us 
like a jump start to get there faster. Like he can see how the he knows that, like everybody knows that we're running out of fossil fuels. But everybody's like, all right, we'll deal with it when when it happens. But he's like, why deal with it when it happens and go through like a very hard struggle when we can start the technology now and perfect it mm -hmm. by the time it happens and have an easier transition for when it happens. So like that's I, I think that's his thought process. Same with SpaceX. Like he said, um, I'm not sure if he actually like his actual words but like he like spacex is like all right we should already be exploring like the universe more like we should be able to go to space and come back a lot easier and he his spacex invented the rocket that lands mm -hmm. itself you know it doesn't just uh break apart in the ozone um not in the ozone in like one of the stratospheres and like comes down and just like is destroyed and you have to build another rocket that, from scratch. I think the debris know? would stay in the outer layers of the earth and it would kind of just stay there. Yeah, exactly. So Yeah, so it's just like it was a lot of waste of material, of technology, of money. And hey, he's like, why not have the rocket mm -hmm. just come back? See, and it's like that. So, like that's And they invented it, they tested it. And, and that's it what works. I'm talking about though. Like right there, it's that's another idea to me where he doesn't have to just just do it all himself eventually NASA or, or the government is just going to see the innovation, see that it works and say, okay, we want your idea or we want your, we want you to show us how to do it or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like he's literally, all he has to do is prove a concept. Once you prove the concept, yeah, show exactly. that it works, then the mass market is just going to flock to it. Like, you know, fly to shit. I mean, I mean, he's already starting to create a market for better electric cars because a company in China just started uh, making and they just released their first prototype um, and they're probably going to go to market soon to come uh, to be the competitors mm -hmm. of Tesla. The thing I don't understand is like, why is it taking so long to make a, uh, maybe it's because of the gigafactories, but why is it taking so long to have these batteries just put on your house? You know what I mean? Like, or maybe the cost is just so high. You know what I mean? Like for me, that's what I want. Yeah, it, it, it might be like a, a cost ratio that like solar panels are still very yeah, right. expensive. Like you can get solar panels installed, but and and in 30 years, they'll pay for themselves. But in 30 years, you might have to mm -hmm. change them again. You know what I mean? So like the up co upfront cost is very expensive um, for the for the long-term benefits like you don't reap benefits right away they're very long-term i think i think that was um, one of the problems i keep hearing jazz keeps telling me that uh currently in 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 our day and age actually getting solar panels attached to your house actually devalues your house because of that factor because of the fact that when you try to sell it and put it on the market you can try to put it like solar panels are there to make the value increase but in reality it's actually going to decrease the value because the buyer has to be aware that they're going to have to replace those things in the future. Yeah. Replace them, fix them. And again, the one thing about solar panels is that the conversion rate from the sun to energy is not as effective as it mm -hmm. should be. Cause again, there's uh, and there's also multiple types of um, solar uh, energy, like um, transfer and usage. Uh, they're not just a photovoltaic solar panels, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, there's this other, um, I'm sure you, I'm sure 
you guys are and you might have seen pictures where there's like a tower and there's a bunch of mirrors around the tower and it reflects the light into the tower something like that Mm -hmm. yeah and what happens there is that um uh it's heating sand right and then all that is heating sand and then the sand gets dropped and gets used for heat exchange. So it creates steam. The steam is sucked and turns a turbine that creates electricity and so on and so forth, right? So you're using a heat exchange system through solar power. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, Also, um, and then you have your photovoltaic. I'm sure, I think there's another one, but I don't remember how it's uh, done. But yeah, there's there's that plus again the problem with actually storing the energy in batteries. You know, you need a lot you you see how huge a battery has to be to um be able to power a house or power a car, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's uh it's very difficult. So until the battery technologies catch up with our current technologies um, we're going to have a hard time making the switch to full electric energy. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's his argument too. His argument is that pe- we got lazy, honestly, to sum it up is that, yeah, exactly. that society and human beings just got lazy. I mean, when there was this urgency to get, to get to the moon in the 1960s, I think it was, um, you know, yeah, the race to the moon. It, like the whole thing was such a, a urgency that we showed our capabilities. We took all our innovation and we turned, we put it towards something where we actually could do something in a fraction yeah. of a, a matter of time. NASA made it to the moon with a computer that had the computing power of a calculator, mm-hmm. and now we have phones that can do a whole lot more in our pockets. Yet we're still in this plateau state yeah. of technical advancement. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's very, it's, yeah, he's right. We did get lazy. We got complacent. And um, innovation usually happens in time of struggle. Like the internet wasn't invented until World War II. Mm-hmm. So um, networking computers and stuff like that, that's how the internet was invented. That was the army that did it. Um, so like great, advancement and great like evolutionary steps happen at great at at times of like great struggle and uh, stress and right now we're in a very complacent place where we don't need to think about how can we better our technology how can we evolve because we're like hey we're kind of copacetic you know we're just going to chill for a bit until we run out of oil and we have a real major energy crisis and people are dying everywhere and like there's no power we kind of go back into the dark ages for like a decade mm-hmm. and then we're going to have like fusion power because somebody's going to sit there and fucking think about it and invent it no i mean you're and that we're going to have unlimited energy yeah. you know what i mean i mean that's you're right though i mean that's that's what it takes and i mean that's what he talks about, you know, like the whole fact of being lazy, being con- like contempt. And it's just and at the same time, I think it almost comes down to being mesmerized by what's going on at that current point in time. You know, I mean, people are I think I think it's it also comes with a generational change. Like in reality, there's still people that are 60, 70 and 80 
who weren't really there when computers started booming, when, when technology started booming. So it actually also helps the, the change as, as we get older, we'll be able to kind of grow with it. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're in our mid twenties right now, 20 years from now, when, as technology continues to grow, we'll still be able to connect on a technological level because we grew up with it. You know what I mean? There's, I don't think that even when we're 70 or 80, I don't think there's ever going to be a point where we're going to hit a standstill where we can't find some type of way to, to connect with the technological advances that are going on. You know what I mean? We might not understand them that much, but we'll still be able to innovate and integrate with them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have us where we came up with the internet being kind of like commercialized to what we have now. Right. Mm -hmm. The internet wasn't like the internet wasn't always around when I was young. Mm -hmm. Like, and then we got DSL or we got dial up first and then we got DSL and then we had cable internet, which was like the fastest and everybody like lost their mind. Same thing with cell phones. Cell phones were around, but they were those big bulky things and those very expensive. And then technology caught up and then we were able to make them smaller. We were able to make computer chips smaller and then um, we were able to mass produce them and then they got cheaper and everybody was able to buy them. Yep. And, you know, so that's that's what needs to happen with like batteries and like they need to be able to hold the same amount of like a smaller battery needs to be able to hold the same amount of charge as like the battery of the size of a phone. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just funny to me because, you know, like there was this one thing, right? Like technology. The funny thing is technology is out there. I think the thing most people that want something that they feel hasn't been invented yet has been invented some way, shape or form. One of the things that I've been sitting on that I really want because I hate wires. I just hate wires altogether is uh, I want to I can't wait till we get to the point where uh, we have HDMI ports the same way to like Roku sticks where they just yeah. stream effortlessly from the back of your device to your television just by plugging into the port. And then I went on it. I actually Googled this and found out that there is a technology already. There's a company that makes this and it actually works extremely well. Only problem is it, I think one, like uh, the two ports that go from one to the other for one connection is like $400, $500. So that's, wow. yeah. So that's the thing. The technology's out there. It's just not accessible. Yeah. yeah. It's not accessible because it hasn't been commercialized yet. Exactly. You know? And one of the other things, um, one thing I've been thinking about is the day when we're going to be able to do away with wired, wired charging. Yeah, and we're going to be able to do wireless charging mm-hmm. and then and then thinking of an infrastructure where it's integrated into the city. That way you can just turn on, take your phone out and click the charge button and it's just going to start charging because that wireless charging technology is integrated within the infrastructure in the street, whether it's under the road or in the in the light poles that's on the sidewalks, you know. And I think I'm like, wow, that would be amazing because, like, I can be running out of battery and be like, oh, I don't have to stop anywhere for 15, 20 minutes to charge my phone. I can just mm-hmm. take out my phone, like, swipe the tab to be like, okay, start charging, and it just starts drawing energy mm-hmm. um, wirelessly. And that's one that, of the that's one of the things actually they're trying to innovate, and that technology is like, as far as I know, it's way out the way is uh, charging via Wi-Fi because people yeah, are trying to do. Yeah, I understand because Tesla had already figured it out. Nikolai Tesla mm-hmm. had already figured out how to transfer energy through the air. Like he's he done it, but he never wrote down how to do it. Mm-hmm. And no one has been able to figure it out since. 
So it kind of sucks for us, but you know, because <laughs> he was afraid of someone stealing his work because he was paranoid, and rightfully so because he was a genius. But whatever. And um, yeah, so I can't wait for that day to come. I, I hopefully they will they'll be able to do it. One of the other things that um, internet companies wanted to do was install Wi-Fi everywhere. Like there's a company uh, called Optimum in New Jersey that's a cable company that has Wi-Fi hotspots everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, that's it's genius. And other other cable companies wanted to do that, but the telephone companies were started lobbying against them to not do that because if everybody can just go off their cable Wi-Fi, then companies like Verizon Wireless, AT&T, Metro PCS, they all got to they all go out of business overnight. Yeah, because now I don't no have to be... pay for a data phone bill and a yep, cable yep. TV bill. I just got to pay for a cable TV bill. And that probably is going to include like a, a a higher Wi-Fi charge or a higher internet charge, but it's not going to be the same as two separate bills, mm-hmm. where you're paying almost a hundred dollars for your phone and a hundred dollars for your cable, internet, and Wi-Fi. Wasn't there? I, I'm not sure if they've done the innovation yet or not. Wasn't there like some talks a couple years back where they were going to take every phone booth that was in New York and turn it into a Wi-Fi hotspot? Um, I think they might have already did that. Um, cause right now I've, 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 I see these like, um, uh, kind of like they're not booths, but like these, um, tower things that you can go up to them. You can actually make emergency phone calls on them mm-hmm. as well as they have charging connections to, so you can charge your phone and mm-hmm. then they have like directions in the city and stuff like maps and stuff like that, that you can see. I'm not a hundred percent sure if they produce Wi-Fi as well. They might. I I never tried, but I, I they're probably working on it. That would be awesome, actually. Yeah, I would give anything to have something like like have Google Fiber come out and just be like completely free to people on the street. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. So I mean, the ideas are out there. It's just there's so many nowadays because everybody wants you know everyone wants a handout or every company wants a cut of some type of thing. It takes a lot longer and a lot more hoops to jump through. You know what I mean? And it's also a lot of these things get tied to politics as well, because again, big ass companies will lobby um, politicians to make a law against this or that, or to stop a company from doing this or that, because it's going to hurt their profit margins. So at all, at the end of the day, it all comes down to money and who can make it and, you know, so. so let's, I don't want to lose, you know, I already got my hand in the cookie jar. I don't want to like get miss out on my opportunities. That's pretty much what it comes yeah, down. Exactly. This is, this is a nice episode. Yeah, this is a good nice episode. Very, very informative. Yeah. I feel, I feel uh, like man, actually sounded smart on this episode. Yeah. There's a things Dan, the thing happens when Dan's not here. There's <laughs> just the magical things happen. Uh, what, what are your final thoughts? That's my final thoughts is I hope um, I live long enough to see some of these technologies uh, come to life, like wireless charging on in infrastructure and um, fully electric cars. Um, and one way to um, to kind of just like finally get off our in, our dependence of fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to come along with, and uh, I guess is one of my final thoughts is it's you got to kind of contribute to make the change. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like, if we want this, this change of electric cars and whatnot to happen, we have to be the ones to buy them now. So that technology gets faster and, and cheaper for the future generations. Uh, aside from that, 
I don't think we need Dan. I don't think we need him. This is a great episode. Uh, I don't see what he Honestly, adds to man, the podcast. I don't think we could be smart every episode. That's just too much work. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Dan, we need Dan to help bring us down to his level. I mean, that, that, way, Dan is smart, down. but you know, we we like to get silly. Yeah, uh, I like our silly. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it comes out. You know, a little bit. Well, we'll, we'll get there. I mean, we'll we didn't there. even Next, make a single wanna, dick joke on this episode. That's surprising. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Dan. Just small dick. There yeah, it goes. Okay. Um, eventually, I think uh, one of the topics that I want to talk about in the future coming up, so this is like a you know foreshadow, is racism. That's another thing I've been looking into a lot lately. Yeah. Um, and you know, talking about experiences, things like that. Why does it exist, and where is it going in the future? So, if you guys like this episode, if you like what we do here, check out our Instagrams, Twitter handles, everything, all that good social media shit. Um, and tune in. Maybe Dan will come back. Maybe he won't. Maybe that giraffe left yeah. him. Maybe it didn't. Maybe he fucked it. I don't know what Dan does with Maybe animals out there. Narnia, the, we never it, know. You never know. You never know. Have a great week. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, all that, all that yes. good stuff. In short, happy holidays. Good night, everybody. Yeah, good. Politically correct. Good night. Bye.